Okay, okay. Yes. Okay, so you know how I told you the last time we're going to talk about Kentucky mystery? Yes. Uh, and it's going to be extraterrestrials. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Kentucky goblins? No. Yeah. Are goblins extraterrestrial? That's what they're calling it. I mean, I... I don't know that they're not. <laughs> it says, like, in here, it says that they're, like, three feet tall or something. So, like, in order to be a goblin, do you have to be a certain height? Like, is that just referring to a certain... I definitely would not expect a goblin creature. to be, like, tall and, like, impish. <laughs> <laughs> definitely goblins are, like, tiny. Yes. But okay. not in a cute way. No. No, these aren't cute. I have pictures for you. Oh, good. But, yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's going to be great. Okay. Okay, so I got a lot of my information. Actually, uh, the History Channel did some stuff off of this. Like, it was known worldwide. Oh. And then... For uh, Kentucky. Yes. Great. I love it when we're known worldwide for this such oh, thing. yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you always find the best people on the news for these <laughs> things, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true anywhere, but... Yeah. Ugh, Kentucky. Like, we already have so much to work against here. I know. And then um, some other parts of it, there's this um, Ghost Hunters, Inc. Mm-hmm. They had um, they had some encounters with a gentleman about 60 years after this one happened. Is this so I'm going to share a little info about it. Is that the TV show, Ghost Hunters? No, it's a different uh, crew. It's a local? Local Ghost yeah, Hunters? Yeah, just a little local crew. Have you ever done anything with local Ghost Hunter people? No, I wanted to, though. I used to watch that show religiously. Yeah. I loved it so I've much. I've done... Um, out here at the at the Camp Nelson, which is oh, like, yeah. the, you know, it used to be a, yeah. a war hospital right. and stuff. Um, and there was like this whole thing of going with a, with ghost hunters uh-huh. and they led us through the whole place. And Ooh. it was really, really, really cool. Did you ever have any experiences? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I, I desperately like we, want to. I feel I've like if we one. went on our own, we would probably get into some stuff. Maybe. I think. Without without somebody. Weird finds me. I think the problem is, is that when I go with any of those, like, ghost hunter people, mm-hmm. I think this is their business. And so they have to provide a ghostly experience. And I don't yeah. trust anything that happens. No. No. At all. It needs to be legit. Yeah. yeah. I went to Waverly. Have you ever done Waverly? No, that terrifies me because I think something's going to come home with me. It was real scary. You can even go spend the night there. Uh-uh. Nope. But <laughs> they did this thing where they were like, I was like. I mean, in my first trimester of pregnancy and I was super tired all the time and nauseous all the time. So I was already like done. That wasn't a lot of fun to be around. Yeah. For some reason, my friends still wanted me to go with them. Okay. Let's send you into early (laughs) labor. That sounds great. So they had us, there was this dark hallway and the lady who was like leading the tour, she was like, I need one person, one volunteer to go stand in the middle of the hallway in the dark hallway. And I was like, okay. I got both. I was so just like, I hate all of you and everything. I'm not, I just want to get out of here. That I went and stood there and it was just very like, I was yeah. like, such a, ugh, whatever. And everybody's like, oh my God, I can see them swirling around you. And I was just sitting here like, okay, yeah. I bet you can. I bet you can see everything. <laughs> so I was, I was, again, I've tried real hard yeah. to have an experience, but I haven't had It one. didn't happen. No. Well, when I was younger, my neighbor Ryan and I would sit in his parents' basement and watch ghost hunters for hours just huddled up on his couch just Mm -hmm. freaking out Mm -hmm. over things Mm -hmm. because it's great even if it is for pure entertainment it's great yeah yeah i mean i still enjoy it yeah so uh you may if you ever move to a town with old mines you might have some encounters with some little green men oh (laughs) you just wait okay so in august of 1955 
mm-hmm. um, a large extended family called the Suttons rushed into the police station screaming things about aliens. <laughs> Can you imagine being that officer <laughs> sitting at his desk being just doing your reports? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, y'all aren't going to believe this. Yeah. Just like, yeah, all this gonna, like, yeah. Hold on. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't going to believe this. Y'all ain't going to believe the thing that just happened to us. And so... There were little green men. Exactly. There were 11 people from this family inside the police station screaming. Was it like a mother, father, and nine kids? or A mother and her children and their wives and their children. Oh. They call her the matriarch of the family. Oh. Uh-huh. Just imagine the cops being like, huh. I 100% believe you, ma'am. <laughs> sure. Without um, a doubt, this happened. Yeah. So then, like, the more that they talk to them, the more they're, like, talking to them all, like, by themselves, trying to get the story straight, trying to see if, like, all of their stories match up. They do. Oh. All experiences are the same. And one of the cops, when he was questioned, uh, Chief Russell Greenwell said, these aren't the kind of people who normally run to the police for help. They are the kind of people that reach for their guns instead. Which is also what they did before they ran to the police. But oh. we'll, we'll get there. Take it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to their accounts given to the police, uh, 7 p.m. on a warm Sunday evening, the Suttons had some friends over. So Billy Ray Taylor, he was fetching some water from the backyard when he saw a silvery object. Uh, he said the object was real bright with an exhaust all the colors of the rainbow. I don't know if he was on LSD. <laughs> what he was doing. So, so he said, uh-huh. he said it hovered, passed over the house, stopped for a bit, and then crashed. It crashed. Uh-huh. Taylor, who was 21 at the time, and his 18-year-old wife, they came from Pennsylvania to visit Lucky Sutton, one of the brothers. They were carnival folk traveling with the carnival. Yeah. yeah. And his name was Lucky. Uh-huh. Um, so the 50-year-old widow, who I said the matriarch of the family, is Years Glenny. later, Britney Spears would write a song about him. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yes. Yeah. She's a lucky. Yeah. She's uh, a star. Okay. Glennie Langford is the matriarch. So then she's living with her two older sons and their wives. A brother-in-law and the widow's three younger children, 12, 10, and 7. Billy Ray rushes into the house, screaming stuff about UFOs. Like, y'all, I just saw this. <laughs> this is happening outside. And they all just, like, start laughing at him. Like, you're crazy. This is, you know, sort of how this isn't real. Sort of what you and I are doing right now. Exactly. Okay. So about an hour later, the dog just starts freaking out. So Lucky and Billy Ray go to the back door to see what's happening, and they see a strange glow. And then all of a sudden they see this, what they call a humanoid creature. Oh. In their backyard. That's not a flattering description. Uh Uh-uh. They said it's about three and a half feet tall. Um, They said it had a really big head. It's uh, almost perfectly round. Its arms extended almost to the ground. Uh, It had talons, and its eyes glowed with a yellow light. They said that the body gave off a weird shimmer, like it it was like a metal color. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they were terrified. 
They grab a 20 gauge and a rifle and they fired at the little man. How terrified. I mean, seriously, like if you saw what they just described, I don't even, I would lose it. Like I can't yeah, imagine I how terrified know it would be. I would think to go grab a shotgun. I feel like I, I would just probably be frozen in place. Why a shotgun? I didn't have any other guns. So they, true. They said that the little man threw its arms up as if to be like, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, exactly. Hands up. Oh, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Don't shoot at me. So, um, yes. And then they said it came towards the back door. They said that it ran, did a flip and then scrambled into the darkness. So I'm just like picturing this little three foot tall, like thing with long arms. It's like, (laughs) and flips and runs into the darkness. Oh, so after that, they said that another creature appeared in the side window. They fired through the screen um, and they said that it hit the little thing and flipped it when it hit it, but then it disappeared. So then he says, I went out into the hallway, crouched down next to Billy, and I saw another one approaching the door. At this point, Miss Langford told Isabel Davis, um, the author of an extensive report called Close Encounter at Kelly and Others of 1955, that it looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. It was shimmering bright like metal on my refrigerator. A gasoline can? Uh-huh. I don't... <laughs> you didn't mention his long arms and talons? No. 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 Okay. So, Taylor stepped outside under the small overhanging roof, and those standing behind him saw this little claw-like hand reach down and touch his hair. Oh! That's like in signs. Yes. Like the creepy okay, fingers come underneath. Like signs it. might have something to do with this. Oh. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> swing away, <laughs> swing away. So they screamed and pulled Taylor back in. And then Lucky shot above the overhang. And another similar creature in a nearby tree floated to the ground and scurried into the woods. I don't know why I just started picturing Teletubbies. Oh my God. <laughs> just like dropping down from trees. Uh oh. <laughs> Flipping. <laughs> Running and flipping. <laughs> so then they go inside, spent several hours listening for things to happen. Um, occasionally they would hear scratching on the roof. So then at 11 p.m., they ran for the cars and rushed to the police station at top speed. Um, so after the chief called for backup, his team was joined with the Seton Farm by state police, military police from Fort Campbell, and a photographer from Kentucky New Era. Nice. Their investigators found shell casings from the guns. No other evidence, though. Neither could they find proof of heavy drinking, which, <laughs> I mean, if you're on moonshine, maybe you do, do see mean, little creatures. I don't know. So they found evidence that guns had been shot. Yes. But no evidence um, that anything was actually there. And then another person investigating it said that they had seen some, like, shiny substance on the ground where they claim one of them had landed after it was shot. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, when you first described the spaceship and they said it crashed, uh-huh. there was no sign of that? No. Interesting. Okay. Um, so in the following days, after, you know, radios, news stations, all these reporters found out about it, all these curious people decided to go onto the farm. They had posted no trespassing signs. Um, to try to discourage the people, people weren't listening to them. So they were like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to 
make some money off of this if people are just going to be trucking around on our property. Mm-hmm. That's where I was afraid this was going. Yes. So then people were very skeptical. Like, are, right. is this legit? This is just a publicity stuff. Yes. So, Although, I mean, the 50s, they were pretty, um, yeah, smart. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So then, like, as word spread... It kind of took over the town, so a number of green men, little green men, grew into a dozen or more, so, like, word just kept going and going and going, saying that there was a flying saucer, now there's six-foot-tall men. So, this is Glennie Langford's account of the encounter on a police report. Nice. It says, on Sunday night, August 21st, uh, 1955, about 10.30 p.m., I was talking, or I was walking through the hallway, which is located in the middle of my house. And I looked out the back door south and saw a bright silver object about two and a half feet tall appearing round. I became excited and did not look at it long enough to see if it had any eyes or move. (laughs) I was about 15 to 20 feet from it. I fell backwards and then I was carried into the bedroom. My two sons, age 25 and his wife, age 29, um, and then named a couple of people that are redacted. Age 21, his wife, uh, age 27, their friends, age 21, his wife. Lots of lots well, of couples. Lots of things. They were all around the house and saw this little man that looked like a monkey. About 3.30 a.m., I was in my bedroom and looked out the north window and saw a small silver shining object. Wait. About, yep. So, so this started at 10.30 p.m. It's like Wizard of Oz flying well, monkeys. Well, what happened between 10.30 and 3.30? Oh, she's in her bedroom doing things. Just oh. like I saw the little monkey. Yeah. And- okay. Yeah. Just okay. little creatures. That's um, outside, but I'm not going to look at it long enough. Right. No, she didn't want to know if it had an mm-hmm. eyes. Got it. had eyes or if it moved. Got it. Um, okay. She saw a small silver shining object about two and a half feet tall that had its hands on the screen looking in. I called for my sons and they shot at it and left. And it left. I was about 60 feet from it this time. I did not see it anymore. I've read the above statement. And it is true to the best of my knowledge and belief. I kind of feel sorry for it if it was just trying to figure out how to say hi and yes. screaming and shooting at it. Yes. Um, so then like the day after the incident, the police are investigating. They're trying to look for footprint, footprints, blood trails, or scratch marks on the roof. They didn't find anything. A local radio station employee, Bud Ledwith, interviewed the adult eyewitnesses and made drawings based on their accounts. Uh, <laughs> this is what I'm going to show you the pictures. They're great. <laughs> he was uh, impressed by their remarkable um, consistency, even though the men were away from the farmhouse all day, unable to coordinate with the others. Well, as um, far as they know. I mean, yes. Every bit of this story is still just their story. Yes. Okay. So have you ever heard of like Project Blue Book? No. I think it's where, like, the Air Force investigates, like, all these UFO encounters. Uh-huh. Um, so it said that it attracted the attention of the Air Force investigation, UFO investigation program, um, the Project Blue Book. But it does not show that the team ever officially pursued the matter, besides checking in with their Fort Campbell officers to see what happened. Um, so, I mean, I could be here. Ufologist. Those are a thing. Uh So they had one come in in 1956 and look into it. Um, She had a 200-page report co-written with another, you know, counterpart includes detailed maps, drawings, documentary records, summaries of similar accounts around the world, and interviews with several Sutton family members and police investigators. So come on, look at that. I think it's weird that I've never heard of this. 
I know. Like, why have we heard so much about, like, Roswell, but we've never heard of this? Also, I still don't understand why they're called the Kentucky Goblins. Maybe that's why we've never heard about it. Yeah. Because it's not obviously aliens. No. Yeah. I don't know. It's all in the marketing, you guys. Who who decided they should be called Goblins? Yes. So true. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we got gosh. a so straightener exciting. and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge NCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy. Um, so they decided that they weren't dealing with this anymore. Uh, they just, they, yeah, they just like up and left their farm. The family did? Yeah. Oh, wow. They were afraid it was going to happen again. Huh. So they were done. They, like investigators and stuff, tried to say that they were hoot owls um, and they can be active at dusk and extremely aggressive when defending. Those were owls, you guys. 
sound like metal with the round heads <laughs> and running for with sure their metal arms. Come um, on. Yeah. But also, there is a festival in Kelly, Kentucky. Um, it's called the Kelly Little Green Men Day Festival. Uh, this year was canceled because of COVID, but I mean, maybe next year we can go. I was going to add that to the list of places. Yeah. We should says, make a list of all the weird places nearby that we can oh, go to yeah. related to our stories. Yes. It says they have live music, arts, crafts, yummy treats, and rides and activities for kids of all ages. Oh, my God. It's in the summertime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that- yep. Okay. So look, his little, this man drew this based on their descriptions. So he's got like this, he kind of looks like a fish. Guys, it is not, it looks like Aquaman. It kind of does. Yeah. It does not look like an owl. <laughs> No, he's no. not. Oh. So it says. Uh, Looks like he's skipped leg day a few times. Like eyes his are chest swept is back, huge. extended quite a bit above the crown of the head. Uh, eyes are yellow center, white rim about six inches apart yeah, and no, glowing. It definitely looks like a fish head on a more humanish body with like a really yeah. developed chest and really skinny legs. It doesn't have a nose. No, no nose. It doesn't have a neck either. No. It You cannot tell what That's not an owl. Is. No. The height is two and a half feet to three and a half feet. Knuckles and fingers not counted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they didn't take the time nope. to pause. No, they were too count. busy shooting. So here's another drawing. Oh. Uh, very similar, but this head's not as round. Also skip leg day. Like, look at the six pack abs. I know. And then, like, nothing like. those gills? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or was this just a really, like, malnourished one? Poor guy. Maybe that's why they stopped in. They just needed some food. Yeah. But they didn't mess with, like, the family creatures, like the critters that lived on the farm. This is so weird. Okay, but it gets weirder. Oh, good. That's my favorite kind of story. So, back to the Ghost Hunters, Inc. people. Um, Nearly 60 years later, Uh these Ghost Hunters, Inc. people get an email. And they hadn't been practicing. They hadn't been ghost hunting in a while the email like they would just randomly check their emails on this page Mm -hmm. um and this email says hello my name is david i received your contact information through a mutual acquaintance who assures me that you are well equipped to investigate peculiar problems furthermore i believe you may have interest in these events beyond my compensation that i am prepared to deliver in order to have these issues sorted For the past six months, I've been living in a rural home located on the border of West Virginia and Kentucky, where my family is nightly assaulted by creatures that I've come to believe are of extraterrestrial origin. What? Yep. When was this? (laughs) These beings appeared to be the size of a (laughs) and stature of a small child, devoid of any facial features, save for large oily eyes and lipless mouths. They frightened my children by peering through their bedroom windows chirping at one another (laughs) they actively attempt to enter my home in the middle of the night last month they took my dog the police refused (gasps) to provide any further assistance attributing to the problems of wild animals and forwarding my complaints to the state game commission i believe they are coming from an abandoned mine located on the edge of my property though i'm armed i'm afraid that i'm far too frightened to enter the mine by my lonesome and cannot convince any sympathetic friends to accompany me though i cannot blame them I'm convinced that the only answer is to collapse the mine. I yep. believe this is where yeah, we can be mutually beneficial to one another. If you are prepared to assist me in this matter, I can offer you permission to record and document these events under the condition of anonymity. I can guarantee you evidence of these creatures, which I'm sure you are not 
wild animals. Please respond ASAP. So this is six. This is like 2015. Um, yeah, like yeah, because it's 1955, yeah, right? Yeah. Or um, math. 2004. Well, it says editors note 2014. Still, uh, they were offline. He said the Ghost Hunters Inc. guy says that he thinks that this email is a joke. Like, what is happening? Like, right. we don't monitor this. He said, I wrote back stating, unfortunately, we have no experience with extraterrestrials or explosives. We'd be glad to assist if um, you don't mind elaborating on the situation. Just thinking, oh, this is going to get in. Like, he he can't give us any details. Right. After a bit, he receives another email response. And he says, thank you for your prompt response. I do not blame you for being skeptical of my story. I appreciate you keeping an open mind about my situation. And I am more than happy to provide you with as much information as possible. I was given your contact information through a man by Terry Rist. Um, this guy says, I've left this name untouched due to its relevance and the fact that I don't believe it to be a real person. We'll come back to this. It's like a Reddit thing. Oh, Reddit. Uh-huh. When these disturbances first began occurring, I was only inclined to confide in a personal friend who I knew had fringe interests. So then he offered to share his concerns with a man that had dealt with somewhat similar experiences in the previous year. I accepted his offer. Within a week, I was informed that this gentleman had long since retired from his pursuits of this kind, but was willing to provide me with contacts who may be willing to help. Can you imagine, like, reaching out to a friend and being like, I got this problem. <laughs> and your friend being like, no worries, no, bud. I'm not done. I'm not, I don't do that I don't anymore. do that, but uh, I got some contacts. I mean. Like, who Like who would be that friend to be like, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Um, so I mean, me and you would do it. Oh, we for sure. You'd be the first person I'd call for sure. We got this little person at my door last night (laughs) tapping on the windows. (laughs) So then he explains, like, this is how he got his contact information. He said, I'm located in Pike County, just outside the town of Hellyer, Kentucky. Hellyer is located roughly 30 to 60 minutes from the borders of Virginia and West Virginia. Um, most of Pike County is made up of small towns and yeah. rural communities. Um, clearly, if there's aliens and no one's saying anything. Yeah. Um, it's not uncommon to go days without seeing my closest neighbors. He said he moved to this area for peace and quiet. He clearly is not getting that. No. Wow. Um, he's saying that he lived in the area for seven months. Um, and the majority of the harassment has occurred within the past three months. Um, he didn't realize any strangeness until December. Um and this is really when he started keeping a record of the things he said at first, it was merely strange tracks and the snow around my home. I had initially imagined that they were from some kind of animal though it closely resembled the human footprint uh, minus a heel. Oh yeah. I swear. So then it doesn't resemble a human footprint like, yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if it's just, like, just that, the like, top and the toes, and the, that yeah. seems like it could be a lot of, yeah, that's weird. Unless but okay, dude, whatever. But it's not Bigfoot because Bigfoot's too big. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so then he was like, I, um, it was weeks later that he began to suspect that he was dealing with a number of what he thought was individuals hazing him upon his arrival to the area. He said, at this point, I was not capable of keeping my dog outside overnight. She, if I tried to, she would just bark herself hoarse until I brought her back inside. So weeks leading up to this evening, he had awoken to find his shed doors open, many of his children's toys missing or moved around in his yard. Um, he had given a report to the police who were making it increasingly clear that they're not going to help. Uh, they think it's an animal. So the second week of January, he's having breakfast with his family 
when his five-year-old daughter begins talking about the kids without hair. Oh, no. His wife <laughs> asked about the kids without hair. His daughter said that she had spent the previous night watching them play in the yard. Uh, I asked my daughter what these kids looked like, and she told me that they were bald like grandpa and weren't wearing any clothes. Okay. <laughs> that could go in a lot of different directions. He said, he said that the very same day he found the wreath that was inside their rear porch stuffed in his mailbox. I mean... Okay, so this could have been just like uh-huh. local team. So he said he purchased and installed motion-activated floodlights that followed the day after, and for a time, the problem ceased. It wasn't until the end of February that our daughter informed us that the bald kids were back. The bald kids. Um, so these, this round of goblins seem a lot more um, mischievous I yes. guess, than the first round. Yeah, maybe they've learned some things the last time and they've just been studying since then. Do we know if this is the same area or a whole different town? I think it's a different town, but um, I read some things about the other one and it sounds like there's a bunch of mines there too. Oh. So they think that there might What be- if? Just stick with me. Yep, what let's if go. Let's dive into this. This is some sort of cryptozoological thing like uh-huh. it's some animal that has evolved to where it lives in the caves but it comes out it lives in the mines yeah but then you would think miners would spot them right because they're probably going into the caves and doing some mining plans. they're Mi- doing the mining splunking <laughs> <laughs> they're really into spelunking um i don't know it feels like it could be an actual animal of some sort Yes. But that's not an owl. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Going. So then um, he woke up to his daughter freaking out. Um, she ran down the hallway. They were able to calm her down. Um, they asked what was going on. And they said that the kids were trying to peer into her window, but they couldn't reach her. So they decided oh. to start tapping on it. She oh, refuses to sleep in her no. own bed. I wouldn't either. Every day for a week... He would find some evidence of something or someone had been on the property the previous night. Smudges on windows. Um, stones from the walkway dragged to the other side of the lawn. Uh, tears on the screen door. Um, so then on Wednesday, 7th of March, he witnessed the kids without hair. Uh, the dog woke him up early in the morning, scratching on the back door and wanting to go out. I'm really glad this isn't called the Kentucky Kids Without Hair. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky Goblins is way better. Probably why we hadn't heard of it. Um, (laughs) So he noticed that the floodlight was on um, and he went to the kitchen window to check the shed doors and they were still closed. Um, But he could see a shadow of an individual across his lawn from an angle. I was positioned at the window. I could not actually see the source of the shadow or the floodlights. The dog was pacing circles around the back door and I could hear someone rifling through a box on my porch. Oh, filled with anger, more than common sense. The only reaction I could muster was to bang loudly on the window and yell at which point I heard the screen door on the porch swing open and slam against the house. I heard what I can only describe as chirping. Yeah, (laughs) he said it sounded like a skunk, like a guttural noise. I don't know what a skunk sounds like. I was going to say, what kind of guttural noise do skunks make? Okay, Google it. I don't know. I do need to Google it. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Standing in a flower bed just to the bottom left of the window was a small humanoid figure with sticky pale skin, completely hairless, standing roughly four feet. It was looking in the direction of the shadows. 
and had clearly come from around the left side of the house, opposite the porch, and had not noticed me. Skunk noises. Oh, here we go. That's awesome. Oh, that's what skunk sounds like? <laughs> Man, they're talented. <laughs> okay. That's a skunk? That's not a guttural noise to me. No. Ooh. That's sort of like when you learned. Yeah. Like what the fox said. What does the fox say? Yeah. <laughs> I also did not expect that. Okay. So now we know. Okay. So he says that its face doesn't have any features except for large round eyes. Um, and he didn't remember it having a nose. It had a very small slit for its mouth. Uh, it didn't move as it, it didn't move its mouth as it chirped. Uh, it came oh. from its throat. Um, it wasn't a wild animal, he says, and it's definitely not a child. Okay, um, definitely not a little bald child. Got yes, it. he said he didn't m- mention it to his wife, doesn't want to freak them out. So then he goes into saying that his friend has convinced me that this experience is very similar to other visitation experiences in the past, referring to the 1955 incidents. Okay. Um, so then he, his friend provided him with material from those incidents to back up those claims. Um, he said, I am aware of the outlandish nature of what I have told you, but I'm afraid that I have no other explanation for what I have seen. So then <laughs> the ghost hunter guy is like, let me, let me, let me look at this. <laughs> what would you say? I mean, like he was like, okay, after a bit of Googling, like Terry Rust is a pseudonym used by an ex-military um, gentleman. So the guy who wrote the letter, it's a pseudonym? Yes. Okay. But he was all into ufology. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He goes on to say that, like, this gentleman had, like, looked into caverns and all this other stuff. And he was told to go look for himself. Um, so he does that. And then he doesn't hear from the gentleman emailing him for a while. So he's just like, oh. He's figured out that I know it's fake. Like, it's just, it's not happening. Maybe yeah. He's just forgotten about this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The joke wasn't fun yeah. anymore. But then all of a sudden he receives another email. <laughs> okay. He said, my apologies for the time it has taken me to reply to your previous email. The situation at my home had become unbearable and we chose to stay with my wife's family out of state until an appropriate solution can be reached. I'm at my wit's end. Are you, buddy? Is this from, but I can't. The language they're using in the email yeah. doesn't sound like two. He's also a doctor, though. Oh, okay. Uh, he says this afternoon, my brother-in-law and I traveled back to the house for the first time in over a month, as I needed to check on the security of my property and gather some belongings. The house seems relatively untouched, leading leading me to believe that the creature's motives were driven by the presence of my family. As you requested, I brought a camera back to the property for the purpose of photographic evidence. While my home was free of tampering, I was able to find a trail of prints that matched the size and shape of those previously left by the creature on my property. The prints lead into the woods behind my home following a stream that runs near the mine. My brother-in-law, an avid sportsman, cannot identify the tracks despite his skepticism. Perhaps you know of someone better suited to identify these prints. I will be spending the next two nights in my home and will send more images should the opportunity present itself. I'm looking Listen. forward to your thoughts. I'm looking at that image. That's a bear. That's a barefoot. Is it? Yes. Duck. One, two, three, 
I thought bears had another Duke ball. Okay. Then it's a, then it's a cat. <laughs> it's a duck. It's a large cat. It's a large duck. What if it's just a bald leopard? Nope. Bobcat. They don't walk on their hind legs, though. Maybe these do, because they a live in the A giant stork, a really fat stork that's got some bird disease. <laughs> what? Lost its beak at the same time, so then it, it just has this... It's got to be a really overweight stork. I don't know why it has to be overweight, but the body itself the does have the stork shape Yeah, of broad shoulders. Yeah. And, and you know, chicken legs. Yeah. I think so, we solved it. I think we should just email that guy. Well, wait, I've got more pictures. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so he gets another email. He says, the creatures came out of the woods last evening. I have enclosed photographs taken to the best of my ability, given the situation. I have also enclosed photographs of the creature's footprints alongside a measuring stick. My brother-in-law is not as skeptical as he was when he arrived, and we will be leaving before dark this evening. I look forward to hearing back from you. Oh, so they got scared. Yeah, yeah they brother-in-law did. got scared. Okay. It so just here's looks one like, of the foot by Guys, it just ruler. looks like, like the pad of a foot and then like three... Circular. Maybe that is the Teletubbies. Didn't they have feet like that? <laughs> I don't know. But all it is, it's just a, like a foot, like a pad of a foot with three toes. Yep. And then this is the creature. He got a photo of it. That's oh. this. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> just a it light. Is, it looks like. We will post all these on the yeah, Instagram. Yeah, it looks like a tree. With, from like chest up, no neck, like a helmet turned sideways. It doesn't look anything like the drawing of the other things. No, it's not. You can't see its ears. Okay, so we'll put it on the Instagram. You guys can look at it. Yeah, but then draw your own conclusions. That's my story of the Kentucky goblins. I totally. What's their fascination with children, though? It's like they only wanted to be there when people were there, and they would, like, harass the kids more than anything. Maybe because the kids are the same size as them. Oh, and they thought that, oh, hi. <laughs> I mean, you do. I mean, we oh, do hey. love ancient aliens. They, Yeah. Like, I get, I love alien stuff, like yeah. Roswell. Oh, totally. yeah. I did my junior year in high school. I did, like, my research project was on Roswell. Oh, that's amazing. And basically convinced, convincing everybody, like, yes. yes. That this, was aliens. This is aliens. For sure. Oh, we know it. Um, So I don't have any trouble believing in aliens. I just am not sure I believe in that no, particular I mean, story. But the little green men. It seems like as often as they were around uh-huh. in both of those accounts, mm-hmm. it, they should have been able to have had more evidence than what they had. Yeah. Still, it was a great story. Yeah, it, it was, was so good. So good. <laughs> oh, little green men. We're going to have to go to the festival. Oh, oh yeah. I'll, do, I'll yeah, fully go to that festival. Yeah. I hope they have it again someday. I hope. Yeah. I hope we can go next year. All right, guys. If you like that, feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. All of that helps. Share with your friends. Yep. You can find us on Instagram at Witches Magic Murder Mystery. You can find me at Megan underscore Whitmer. I'm at, at Oak in Maine. And uh, what are you going to do next week? Next week, I'm talking about a witch. Ooh, I'm really excited. I love her the more I get to know about her. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye.